Wonderful morning once again. Welcome, uh, friends, to our live session. This is the Porter's Gate online broadcast. My name is Isaiah Phillips Akintola, and you're listening to our Beyond Devotional segment. I want to especially welcome you to another wonderful, glorious day. This is the day the Lord has made. Thank you for connecting this morning. For those that will be listening to us this morning, I really appreciate the fact that you'll be connecting with us. This morning, I will be bringing a word across to us that will give us a kind of perspective to what the Spirit of the Lord is further emphasizing in this brand new day. I'm not done with the teaching we're doing on uh, marriage, all right, in the place of prayer and all that. We've not, we're not done with that. Uh, I believe that um, in the new year we will continue with that, but I have a sense in my spirit this morning that the Lord will have us, you know, deal with some very important concept that, you know, will allow us to have a better spiritual posture and an understanding of that which relates to that which, okay, the Spirit of God is emphasizing this, uh, to, you know, to our, to our generation, all right? What we try to deal with, all right, is to look at uh, uh, some of the things the Spirit of the Lord, amen, is emphasizing and how we can further press into that reality, all right? Uh, as the Father continues to speak to us, He's speaking, gives us perspective and direction on how to engage life and how to build ourselves. But more so how to <clears throat> excuse me, position ourselves in the spirit and move in the light of his intention. We we live in a day where it's prophetically charged. In other words, uh, many of the activities that or uh, that we are faced with or uh, that we'll be facing have you know prophetic inclination and we have to we have to have that you know uh, spiritual base and, and connectivity if you will in the spirit to be able to understand and 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 interpret what the lord is saying this morning i would like to excuse me i'd like to share on <clears throat> excuse me on what i term elevated consciousness elevated consciousness now what do we mean by excuse me, elevated consciousness. We're talking about a state of heart or a state of mind, amen, that is open to that which the Spirit of the Lord is doing or saying. Now, it, this may sound, you know, simple when we talk about being open to what the Spirit of the Lord is saying or what the Spirit of the Lord is, you know, declaring or proclaiming in this new day. It is, it is, it is not, a, a, it's not a secret that, you know, many of us are quite, you know, aware of, you know, the voice and the words of God through men. But in most cases, it is challenging for us, you know, to, to personally come to that position where we can actually say we are hearing, we are listening, we are flowing, we are walking, all right, in the, in the speakings of God for our life and for, you know, our family or even community. Yes, we hear what people are saying. I mean, many people today will be listening to me. They'll be watching me, all right, some are already watching me, either incognito or whatever way. All right, they're watching, but the reality is to translate that which you're seeing, that which you're watching, all right, into that which will become an effective tool in your journey with God is a different is a different scenario, and that is something that I want to you know bring across you know to to you know to us this morning. How do we how do we live in that state of spiritual? In life, how do we walk in that state of spiritual, you know, uh, uh, existence that allow us, amen, to be ahead, all right, in, in the things of God, or to be, you know, at that point to, you know, to walk in that breath, in that length, amen, where the Father, amen, desire and demand for us. The Bible says that Abraham walked with God, amen. Adam walked with God. Uh, Enoch walked with God. In fact, the Bible says Enoch walked with God, and he was not. 
All right. So our walk in the spirit and with the spirit of God carries a, a deliberate, you know, uh, objective that we must know. That we are not just, that our activity, all right, like I come in the morning and we talk about these things and we, we pray that this is not just some, you know, uh, a spiritual rituals or some devotional, you know, uh, 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 rituals that we go through. No, that there is a clear, you know, prophetic objective to what we're doing that is leading us somewhere. And I think to me that gives me a sense of purpose, a sense of vision, direction, a sense of, you know, a consistency and commitment to the things of the spirit. Now, one of the things, let me just quickly say this. You cannot, you cannot, you cannot track with God. You can't walk with God if your heart is, is not open and connected to what the spirit of God all right, is doing. No matter how you desire the things of the spirit, but if you're not connecting, you, you, you don't have that sense of truth to connect to the heart of God. If you don't have that sense of truth, sense of passion, sense of desire to connect with the things of God. You will be hearing the things of God. Amen. You'll be seeing it, but it's not going to take effect in our life. So that is something I quickly just, you know, want to, you know, to share for the benefit of those that are maybe watching me incognito. Or it's important that we understand that the Lord, amen, does not do things, amen, through the back door. Amen. He leads, he leads us, he guides us in his ways, in his path, amen, in truth. And 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 that is something that we we want to really emphasize more on there are a couple of scriptures that i want to read this morning and uh, hopefully that these scriptures will help us you know to have a kind of perspective to what we are what we're talking about we're talking about elevated consciousness all right there are there are there are things that the lord amen is demanding that we come into in terms of understanding all right there are there are states there are spiritual condition Right, that is required of us to grow, to, for, that, excuse me, that is required of us amen, to grow in. We must grow in these things. We must come to an understanding. We must come to, you know, a, a, a spiritual clarity of what those things mean and even what they, what they are. All right. If we don't know what they are and we don't understand their meaning or their purpose and objective in our life, then how do we develop the passion? Because when we talk about, you know, elevated consciousness, I'm talking about a state amen, of life that we come into, that we have come to believe, we have come to understand, we have come to, you know, a, a, a spiritual realization to the, to, the, to the sense that that realization becomes the default of, of, of how we live life, amen, how we think and how we communicate how we interact on earth let me read one or two things from my note this morning it says there are there are things regarding our lives purpose relationship amen and even our environment amen that that requires that we have amen a spiritual you know comprehension a spiritual understanding amen if we don't have an understanding regarding these things including our own life all right from from the from the perspective to which the, the father has designed it amen from the perspective to which the father amen has ordained it if we don't have in other words if we're not seeing life we're not seeing ourselves if we're not seeing our environment through the lens view, amen, of the spirit, through the eyes of the spirit, through that, you know, spiritual, you know, uh, you know, telescope, if you will, that the father will have us view and look at things. If we, if we, if we don't have that, then it's going to be a bit difficult for us, amen, to be able to make sense of what is happening around us or even within our life. So there are things regarding our life, purpose and relationship, amen, that require us to have a clear, you know, prophetic comprehension, to have a clear prophetic sight, to have a clear prophetic 
prophetic understanding. But this understanding, amen, only comes when we develop, amen, a keen sense of spiritual, you know, spiritual things. All right. And I'm, I'm, when I talk about spiritual things, of course, that's a word today that is being thrown around here and there. Spirituality. All right. Uh, I mean, the new age too, today, they are talking about spirituality. People from all kinds of, you know, religion, they, they all talk about spirituality. But when we talk about spirituality as Christians, as believers, as followers of Christ, amen, we're talking about a life, amen, that is ordained, amen, that is designed, amen, and that is connected to the very heart of Christ, to the very state of Christ, to the very nature of Christ, to the very character of Christ. Christ is the defining factor, amen, of, of our spirituality, nothing else. Thank you so much, uh, my, my brother, for connecting this morning. Christ is, Christ is, amen, the definer. He is the life. He is, he is the essence. He is the very core. He is the very reason why, amen, we are spiritual because hey, we were we created by God. God is spirit. The Bible says God is spirit, amen. He who must worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So we begin to see that the definition of, of spirituality, amen, is to have truth truth in our life. He who must worship God must worship him in spirit and in truth. So when we talk about spirituality, we're talking about a life, a sense, amen, that is established, a, you know, a, a character life, an attitude that is that is built, that is formed, amen, in spirituality. True spirituality will always manifest, amen, you know, a character that reflects, amen, you know, the, mor the moral structures of Christ. In other words, the moral structures of Christ are, the, are his character are his value system. You cannot talk about spirituality, amen, you know, why you are rejecting the values of God, why you are rejecting, amen, the standard of God. Spirituality, amen, and, and behavior, amen, work hand in hand. You can't talk about spirituality, amen, and, and, and the sense of, of truth, Amen. In terms of you know uh, uh, spiritual activity, amen, are, are, ne are ne neglected. No, spirituality and truth always work together. So where you have truth, you have spirituality, and that, that's why we say, amen. Jesus Christ is the is the very definer, is the life, is the is the structure, is the one that defines to us, that shows us, amen, the true essence, amen, of spirituality because he is truth. Truth is spiritual. Amen. And spirituality is truth. Now, as I, as I say that, I would like to also emphasize that when we talk about spirituality, we're talking about a sense, a sense or a state of consciousness. Now, why are we talking about this? We're talking about this because we cannot pray effectively, amen, if we have a weak sense of spirituality. We cannot pray effectively if we are if we're not if we're not structured within the character, within the values, within the nature, amen, within the very essence of God himself. We, we cannot. I mean, how do you pray if you if you don't have the life of God in you? That's why we say spirituality is the, is the revelation of Christ. Amen. Jesus Christ says, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. By now we know that that is not just some, you know, words we, we, we preach when we're trying to, you know, bring people to the Lord, all right? When people, you know, back in those days, you want to minister salvation. You say Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life, all right? That's good. That is elementary. But that itself, amen, is a whole, you know, kingdom curriculum that we've got to understand. Jesus being, amen, the way is a, is an entire curriculum that could take us another 10 years to begin to even discover beyond. All right. So when we understand this three dimension, we begin to come into what I call, amen, the state of true spirituality. 
knowing Jesus as the as as the way, the truth, and the life. Because this three order then brings us to the fourth dimension. All right, you talk about the four face of God. You talk about the four orders of God. Amen. You always see this structure bringing us into a day. Amen. Of stability, of of well defined. You know, a. a apostolic structure in the earth amen apostolic structure amen is a reflection of of number four all right jesus christ the way the truth and the life that life is translated into the fourth dimension called the light of god it's in this light that we begin to walk or come into what i call elevated you know consciousness there are a lot of things they meant that we have grown amen to be conscious of in fact our life is designed and defined amen and practiced via our consciousness what you're conscious of defines your belief what you're conscious of define defines your trust what you're conscious of defines amen your your character your behavior amen de de defies your preference you cannot love the things you're, you're not conscious of it's 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 very excuse me it's very difficult amen to to talk about to talk about something you don't know or to to relate to something you don't know you have to know it amen for you to be able to relate to it that is just how you know the falling world the falling life that we live in the the falling adamic nature amen that we live in has been designed and has been defined that's why the scripture said that when satan was able to bring you know eve amen to look at that fruit she became conscious of that fruit that this fruit can make one wise you see that consciousness led her to make a decision that's the point led her to make a decision if you're not conscious of certain things certain knowledge you listen to what paul said he said when i became conscious amen of of sin he said i die when i became excuse me he said when i became conscious of the law he said then i die because the consciousness of the law awakens amen the things amen that you 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 are not supposed to do in fact that maybe that you're doing so so the law says thou shalt not steal now if you don't know that you're not supposed to steal there is no law i mean you, you will require a law that tells you you don't steal because you you will never steal all right but but the fact that the law awakens certain you know certain you know uh, 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 limitations in our life Paul said, suddenly I'm awoken and that's being aware of my limitation, in fact, brought me to death. All right. So, so when we begin to talk about, you know, you know, uh, uh, elevated consciousness, we're talking about something that is very, very important, that is very vital amen, to our to our 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 spirituality and to our engagement in these days of the end. As we press further into the days of the end, we need to become more spiritual conscious. Amen. We need to be less conscious of the flesh. We need to be less conscious, amen, of material, worldly things. If the more, and, and, and you will understand that the battle, the battle of today, the battle of the world today, amen, is that we become more conscious, amen, of, of you know, um, material things, of emotional things, of mental things, of psychological things, all right? And that's why you would discover that today the world of, you know, media, the world of, you know, entertainment, the world of Hollywood, and and you know and, and Netflix and, and and Showmax and all this, amen. They, they, I mean, they are the one controlling the world because they are the one basically pu pu pushing and and pumping what defines how people think. 
Alright, so if we live our life and we don't we don't know how to separate, amen, entertainment from the things of the spirit, we don't know how to separate reality, amen, from from friction, if, from from friction. If we don't know how to separate this thing, we are going to live our life in a state where our spirituality will begin to die. The light, amen, of our spirituality will be it will be quenched, and the devil is doing that and is succeeding, amen. Is is quenching, is is offing that light. That the Bible says in the days of the of the of the of the of the priesthood of Eli, that the light, amen, the light in the house of God, amen, was, was getting dim and dim and dimmer. All right. Now that is something we've got to learn that we don't want to repeat in our day because what defines our priesthood is not the it's not the ceremony that we carry out. Amen. What defines our priesthood, amen, is not the activity, amen. It is the state of the light of, of, of God, amen, within our heart, within the temple. All right. If the light within the house of God, amen, begins to dim, it means that we are dying. It means we no longer have sight. It means that we're no longer conscious because the Bible says, amen, if we walk and we don't see where we're going, guess what? The scripture says we're going to fall into a ditch. If the blind list the blind, guess what? Both of them are going to fall. So we cannot afford, amen, to have blind leaders in the day where the Spirit of God is demanding that we increase in sight. I, 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 I hope you're getting what I'm sharing this morning, friends. That we, in, that, in the days, particularly in the season that we live in right now, we cannot afford, amen, to, to go to sleep, amen. We cannot afford to just, you know, yes, it's a, it's a relaxing, you know, period, amen. It's a time of holiday. It's a time where, you know, we, 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 we tend to just, you know, just relax. But even in that state, we need to be very conscious. We need to be careful, amen, of what the enemy can, you know, can, what the enemy might be throwing to us and what the enemy might want to sell to us, what the enemy might try to do in terms of. Now, when I talk about the enemy, it's important that we understand that I'm not just talking about Satan here. I'm also talking about our fallen nature. I'm talking about because one of the things we're trying to gain, amen, is to gain mastery, is to gain wisdom, understanding, is to be ahead in terms of what, what defines and what drives our life. Our life can either be driven, amen, by our, our appetite or we can be driven, amen, by our spiritual state. There are no two in between. You can, you, you can be driven by, amen, your state of, you know, your desire, your carnality, amen, or you can be driven. I mean, you, you can, one can enjoy his or herself, amen, and still, be, and still be very active and still be very conscious, amen, of the things of the spirit. And this is the point that I'm making, that we have to have that understanding, that we don't begin to tilt to us a point where we give more, you know, a, a precedent to the, the voice of the flesh while the voice of the spirit, amen, is, is, is dindling and is dying, amen, and the light within our heart, within our spirit, amen, is, is being blown off because, you know, we, 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 are in, we are in a state. The season should not define. And when I talk about season, please, I'm not just talking about Christmas or, you know, a holiday, no. I'm talking about the general spiritual season that defines, amen, transition, that defines movement. We live in season regardless of, you know, what, what the world is doing or saying. We live in a spiritual season that should define how we track, how we move, how we engage, amen, so that we are not captured by the, by, you know, by the lies of the enemy. So the first thing that I'm highlighting this morning is that, all right, first of all, we're talking about spiritual elevation. Excuse me, we're talking about elevated consciousness. And remember some period ago, we did a, a series of teaching, amen, on ascendance, okay? God is calling us to the place of ascendance. Well, this is another 
if you will, another part or another side to that, you know, to that core. God, the Father is calling us to ascend. The more we ascend, the more we become conscious, amen, of spiritual things. Now, this is what the enemy doesn't want. If there's anything, if there's anything the enemy, amen, is, is fighting today, amen, is, is, is the spiritual consciousness. Listen, we can be spiritual and not be conscious. Because we are born to be spiritual. But when you're conscious of spiritual, your, spiritual, your spiritual state, when you're conscious of your spiritualness, when you're walking in that sense of spirituality and you're conscious of it, you see, you know all things. And I'm going to be sharing a, a little bit about that. Amen. Because it's not enough amen, to, to express what sounds spiritual. You see, our wild words are spiritual, but what we say is not what's, what is spiritual. Right? The words that we speak that is not flowing from a spiritual heart, amen, is just empty words. It's just like any other, any other person's word. And what that means is the enemy can, can use, amen, can take advantage of our ignorance or the words that we have spoken out of knowledge, out of understanding, amen, out, you know, without a sense of truth, amen. The enemy can take advantage of that, amen, and, and use it to do whatever he wants to do, all right? But if we speak words because we are conscious, of what we're saying because we have a clear understanding amen, of a spiritual state we're conscious of that that's the that's the key word that's that's the key word that i'm emphasizing this morning that we are conscious of that god gave us amen you know a, a, a conscience we've all, we also talked about the the concept of conscience sometimes but god gave us a conscience but beyond that he also gave us a state amen of consciousness that we're able to relate to things we're able to see things we're able to understand things we're able to you know connect to things when people come around us we can track them in the spirit you understand i mean naturally we when when people call come around us we're conscious of that we know that even for blind people all right when people come around them they know they know somebody's there some people are so good in terms of you know their sense of smell you know it's like you know when 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 you become handicapped in one area, it lies, it's like the other area of your life makes up for that area. You find that people who are who are deaf, all right, who, are, who can who can hear, all right, they have a strong sense of smell, you know, and 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 feeling, all right. People who are blind, amen, they have a strong sense of smell. They can smell you from afar. They can feel you. I mean, it, it, you know, that's just how it is in the in the natural realm. And this, these are all spiritual things that we also need to develop, all right? Now, one of the things that we're coming into, all right, as we continue to deal with the days of the, the, days of the end, all right, is that we are becoming more like Christ. We're, we're becoming, you know, uh, uh, we're, we're moving away from that position of the, of the first man. We're moving into that position of the second man, the last Adam. And in that realm, the Bible talks about the nature of that last Adam as a man, that came from heaven as a man of heaven as a man of heaven another word for that is as as a spiritual man as a spiritual man our state of spirituality must reflect amen the activity amen the activities of heaven all right the activities of heaven reflects to us re reveals to us what the kingdom of god amen is what the kingdom of god should 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 you know should manifest what the kingdom of god should look like in other words the more we move towards christ the more amen we we we, we become an expression we become amen the extender amen of the kingdom of god on earth and for that to happen we have to become more conscious our spirituality must become Amen. An engagement of 
consciousness. We have to be conscious. You see, if you're conscious of something, you give more time to that thing. If you're conscious of something, you, 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 the, the way you relate to that thing changes. If, 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 if you love something, you, you're more conscious of that thing. If you believe something is going to enhance your life. You see, priority is developed through a state of consciousness. Consciousness tells us that's important. Now, when you begin to lose your mind, you know, when you begin to lose your mind, you become less conscious of things and people. That's insanity. Okay, that's one of the examples of insanity. Now we can we can we can be suffering from spiritual insanity that we can be we can be present and still not be conscious of you know our presence and the presence of the people around us. That that's a sickness. That's a that's a disease. That's that's a sickness in the natural you know uh, psychological realm. But it also impacts. That sickness is also a reflection of a spiritual state that you can be conscious. You can be within somebody. Excuse me. You can be around somebody. You can be connected to somebody. You can be within a relationship and still be blind and still not understand. Amen. What 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 that relationship is designed for. You see, it takes consciousness to, to connect, to, to relate, to honor people, to see light in, 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 in a person, amen, to see truth somewhere and relate to that. It, you have to have that sense of consciousness. And this is what I'm talking about, that to have that consciousness, we have to develop it. These are not things that, you know, are inherent. We have to grow because, you see, we, 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 are, we are coming back. Amen. We're coming back to the garden. We're, we're moving away from the place of the fall. All right. Through the power of redemption, we are being translated back to our original state in the, in the Father. This is not a one day job. Amen. It's going to take us, you know, seasons upon seasons upon seasons and change upon change, transformation upon transformation before we get into that arena where we become spiritually conscious, where we become spiritually alive. In fact, we are alive. We're just not conscious. Remember that the scripture says after Jesus called Lazarus, amen, the, the guy came back to life. But guess what? He was still bound with the grave clothes. Then Jesus said, untie him. I think that is the state that many of us are in the things of God. Amen. We have been awakened. Yes, we have life. We, we used to be dead, but now we are alive. But guess what? We are still bound. We're still bound. And it's going to take others to untie us. Uh, did you notice that, you know, as much as uh, Lazarus came back to life, he could not untie himself. Because he's been bound, but he's been given life. He's no longer dead. He has come alive. But, but that state, amen, where he can begin to enter. Bible says, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. For you to see the kingdom of God, you need life. So life has been given to you. Now you have sight. But guess what? Beyond the sight, you need to begin to believe God for what? For mobility. Mobility. To press into the things of God. You can see the things of God and describe it. But you do not have mobility. Amen. The ability to press in. To walk. To touch. To feel. To engage. To interact. Amen. To make sense. Amen. Of spiritual things is not there. But you can see it. So we're living our life as observers. We're observing. And many of us, like I've been sharing before. Many of us have done so many things just by observing things. Certain people, their, their job is to observe. 
They observe and they just pass information. <laughs> they observe and they pass information. Unfortunately, they are passing the wrong or incomplete information because what you observe, amen, is different from what you actually experience. To experience means that you, your proximity has changed. You're no longer observing from afar. You've come close. Amen. You, you've touched. You feel. You've tasted. You've hugged the person. You know. You've shared life with that person. You, you, you've heard certain things. That person have opened you know, his or her heart to you and shared certain pertinent, you know, intimate you know, things with you. you. You know this person firsthand. They say we, we, we were with him on the mountain. We were with him. We have a sure word than the words of prophecy. Now, that is a state of the kingdom. And that requires that we become conscious. Have you noticed that certain guys who were with Jesus, after a while, after Jesus, in fact, gave that, you know, wonderful speech, you know, except you eat of my flesh and drink of my blood, you have no part in me. The Bible says they left him, they departed, because Jesus brought them to a position where he wanted, amen, their consciousness about the things of God, amen, to be, to be enhanced, and they reject that, they reject that demand. They say, no, we're, we're, we're not cannibals. We're, we're, no, no, you, we, you, you, you don't understand what you're talking about. Now, of course, they don't understand what he's talking about. So we can get to a point where we think we know it all. We, we, we've, we've accessed the things of God. Now, the Lord is demanding that, well, this is good, it's, but it's not good enough. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to elevate this, this demand to another level. But you cannot see what he's doing because you lack trust, because you lack. You see, certain people who walk with God to a certain level. And when they get to that level, they can no longer go further because they do not have the capacity to trust God beyond their, their own physical mind, mindset. You see, a lot of people are tracking God with their mind. It, it, it doesn't make sense. If it doesn't make sense, then I must reject it. Now, listen to this. If you're eating from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, all right, when you're hearing spiritual things, it will be making sense. You'll be, you'll be interpreting what you're hearing because it makes sense. All right? You'll be interpreting what you're hearing because it made sense. Now, the sense that has not been renewed, reformed, transformed, earlier, cannot comprehend the things of the kingdom. You can comprehend the things of the spirit of the kingdom with your kind of, no matter how intelligent, amen, your mind, your senses are, all right? No matter how elevated you are in your soul. Because when we talk about, amen, elevated consciousness, I'm not just talking about your, your emotional, psychological state being elevated. Because that is what the new age are preaching. That is what those, you know, those in the world of the Eastern religion and yoga, you know, and all this, you know, demonic, you know, infested religion today that is that is that is that is you know uh, uh, imparting society that's what they're talking about you've got to elevate yourself all right and they're talking about all kinds of you know uh, uh, astral travel you know all kinds of you know things scientology you know the, everybody's talking spirituality this whole thing, I mean, those people who are in, the, you know, in the Silicon Valley, I tell you, they understand, they understand spirituality. Unfortunately, their, their concept of spirituality, amen, is derived from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. I mean, people today who are into, you know, the world of media, you know, they're also tracking spiritual things because spiritual things, amen, have two, 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 two directions, amen. You can, you can be spiritual, amen, in the sense that your spirituality is connected to your soul. Remember that the soul has got power. The soul has got, I mean, Watchman Nee wrote a book some years, you know, decades ago, amen, the lething power of the soul. The soul, your soul has got power. 
power. And if you don't understand, amen, how to how to handle, how to control, how to regulate the power of this of your soul, in fact, you will think, amen, that that you are you are you are, you are reflecting your spiritual power. Meanwhile, it is the soul power. Remember, the Bible talk about eating from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Yes, that thing produces wisdom. That thing has a sense of spirituality. All right. Unfortunately, that spirituality is one that has been compromised, has been rejected by God. Is one, amen, that will lead you to, the Bible said there's a way that seemeth right unto man. But the end is destruction. You, if, if you are living by the, by the life, by the authority, by the power, by the spirit that is flowing from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Listen to this. You do not have the power to see the future. You only see the now. And the now will be telling you it looks nice. It looks good. And, and you'll be engaging. I mean, you'll be communicating with people. Yes, yes. Everything you'll be saying will be making sense. But if, if, you, if, you do not, if you do not have the ability to see into the future, in fact, that thing will not give you the ability to see into the future. So you're looking at the now and it's making sense. It's making sense. You cannot depend on your sense wisdom, a sense that has not been renewed, transformed, empowered, enhanced, amen, renovated and restored to the mind of Christ will lead you to a position of crisis. But that is the that is that is where a lot of people are, are, are drinking from. They are eating from. They are eating from that fruit. They are eating from that tree of the knowledge of good and evil. It's there all over. I mean, when you hear people talk, sometimes you're like, "Wow, this people are so spiritual." No, their sense of spirituality, amen, is sourced from the tree, amen, of the knowledge of good and evil. Their, their concept of elevation, amen, is, is one that has been warped, that has been corrupt, that has been perverted. You understand? But when you hear them talk, it sound, it makes sense, you know, because you are tracking what makes sense, you know, via amen, your taste board, via the taste board of, of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Yes, the Bible says no one who partakes, amen, of the new wine. All right, wants it because he says the old is better. Why? Because your the old the, the the old wine which our tongue, amen, has gotten familiar to, has been used to, amen, has been from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, amen. When when you when you continue to eat a particular food, you understand that food kind of re, re, reconfigure, amen, your taste board. If you're if you're used to a particular drink, that's why people who are into you know uh, 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 who are into drinking, all right, it becomes very difficult for them to you know for for them to break away because that that food that drink, amen, becomes part of their life. What you what you eat is what you become. You understand? What you eat is what you become. What you drink is what it becomes part of your life. Amen. Listen to this. Our life is not just designed and defined by you know our biology. No, things that have become part of our life. People that have become part of our life. That's why you discover that people who have been abused, you've been abused by somebody, amen, the person has continued to abuse you. But because you've been in that situation for a long time, that thing becomes part of your life that your, 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 your subconscious just want that thing. Even if it's abuse, even if that thing is destroying your life, all right? it's, like, it's like you're drinking, it's like you're eating something that you know this food is not good for my health. I mean... Many people who are suffering, you know, the issue of, you know, uh, uh, um, you know, the overweight, you know, they know that eating too much of chips and, you know, and all this thing that they eat too much of fat, they know this is not good for their health. But guess what? The body system has been accustomed, amen, to that, to that, you know, food, to that smell, to that taste, such that they cannot help it, amen. They can't help it. That that's why you call, you know, a, 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 um, an habit. You know, it's become an habit. And anything you do habitually becomes part of your life, becomes part of your, in fact, becomes an extension of your life. 
That's why they say to break, you know, old habit is difficult. For you to be able to break an old habit, you've got to create a new habit. You understand? You have to replace one habit with another. That's why you cannot say that you want to be spiritual. You want to walk with God, amen, and you're not ready to press into the new order. No, the old one will come back. The old one, will, the old habit will come back because those demons will come back and say, come, let's check where we've been driven out. And they come, they find the place empty, garnished, kept, amen. The Bible says they're going to get seven more demons. Now, I, I, I hope we're, we're getting what the Spirit of the Lord, amen, is sharing as we begin to prepare to press into 2020. I want us to walk in this understanding because when we begin to deal with moving with God, we have to have an understanding that it requires that we become conscious. We become conscious of what we're going into. Listen to this. Gone are the days where we just say, okay, I'm just going with God. No, you, you are, why you're walking with God blindly, but you've got to be conscious of that blind, blindness. That state of blindness must become conscious to you that I, I need to be blind to walk with God. Not like I'm just go, I'm walking with God blindly. That's a diff, that, uh, two different things. Walking with God blindly. All right, it, it, that's walking. That's walking in religion. That that is you just say, okay, Sarah, Sarah, what will be, will be. No, 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 no. You have to walk with God blindly, and you're conscious that you need to be blind, amen, to be able to track with God. Because you can't walk with God claiming that you know you don't know nothing. You understand? So that is one concept. Yeah. You see, now we're dealing with context now. All right, but, but to walk with God means that you've got to be conscious. You've got to know why. You've got to know why He's calling you. You've got to understand that every other thing, Amen, is is zero outside God. You've got to you that consciousness must be there. All right, that's why I call it elevated. It's not it's not a consciousness that you're going to pick, Amen, from the from the earth. It's not a consciousness that the world system is going to give to you. It's not a con con consciousness that you're going to get because somebody psyched you up or somebody tried to, you know, inspire you. No, no, this is something that you walk into with clear insight and understanding that, Amen. The the road to God is is narrow, is challenging, is bumpy, is difficult. But I'm going to plunge myself into it. It's called elevated consciousness. You walk in that reality, amen, that though this thing, I mean, Jesus understood that. In fact, Jesus taught us that, amen. The Bible says he, he, he has to go through the cross. He ha I mean, several times, several times, it, you know, he prayed. I mean, in fact, the Bible says in Gethsemane, he prayed. He said, Lord, if, if there's another way out. But he had to bring himself to that conscious understanding. Listen to this, that consciousness, Brought him to a reality that even though it's going to be painful, it's going to be challenging, it's going to be difficult, but I have made up my mind. This is the path that the Lord has chosen for me. I will walk in it. You see, when we walk in that understanding and consciousness, our values and our philosophy to spiritual things changes. So it's no longer if it's good, then it's God. <laughs> if it's good, then it's God. Because sometimes, you know, the ways of God and the path that the Lord is going to lead you through, amen, may just be through the wilderness, amen, may be through, you know, the, the, the valley of the shadow of death, amen, may be through the valley of Baca, all right, may be through, amen, the, 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 the valley where you've got dry bones, but you've got to have that consciousness that as you walk, as they brought, as they bring you there, amen, that you are not allow, you're not, you're not allowing your physical, material, emotional consciousness to, to you know, to, to distract you or to jack you away from that, you know, from that day, from that season, from that demand. Because that's what happens to us. This is the reason why a lot of people, they begin well, but they don't end well because they are not conscious, all right, of the demand of God. 
They are not conscious of the requirement of God. Thank you, Reverend Roy. They are not conscious, amen, of what the Spirit of God is requiring of them. We have to walk in this reality that this is a day where the Father is demanding that we walk in what I call elevated consciousness. Jesus had to go, had to go to the cross. The cross was not a, a palatable place. Amen. He had to go to the cross. David had to go through the valley of the shadow of death. All right, this reality must be there in us, amen. They, they brought you know Ezekiel to the valley, amen, of, of, of hopelessness. That thing looks hopeless, it's dry. The bones, the bones are dry. This is an entire nation, this is an entire army, amen. They brought the entire army of Israel. In fact, the entire nation of Israel, amen, was captured in that state of dryness in, in the valley. And they're asking one man, What do you think? Can this bone live? You see, it takes a man who is walking in an elevated consciousness, amen, to make a decision and say, no, God, only you know. In fact, Ezekiel said, I, I don't know what, I don't, I mean, that, Ezekiel was a prophet, a, a prophet supposed to be able to see and see the heart of God. He said, with what I'm seeing, I'd rather not say anything. Only you know what's going to happen here. You understand? Because they will bring us to that state. And if we don't have clear insight, if we don't have understanding, amen, of, 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 of where we are, of what is happening around us, we are going to conclude wrongly. We are going to come to a wrong conclusion based on what we see, based on what, amen, our human, natural, physical, you know, mental consciousness, amen. You see, there's a way our natural consciousness look at things all right, and, and, and pushes us or forces us sometimes to make decisions. You look at situation and you just decide. You, based on what you see, you make a decision. Now, you cannot do that if you're going to track with God. If you're going to walk with God, you cannot allow, amen, circumstance. You cannot allow, amen, situation. You cannot allow people. You cannot even allow the state of the church or the state of a nation. I mean, when I look at what is going on right now in Africa, particularly in my own country, I mean, where we're having more of a dictator rather than, you know, a, a, you know, a true democratic leader. You know, where people who have been in prison, amen, and, and the law, the, 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 the court, justice have said, we, I mean, release these people. And you keep them there for four years. You still keep them there until, you know, the, the, the U.S. government put a pressure on them before they released, you know, you know, these two guys and a few others. I mean, we're living in that kind of a day. We're living in a day here in South Africa where you look at what is going on in society. You just ask yourself, can, can anything good come out of all this? All right, we can look at things and, and come to a conclusion because that is what natural people will do. When you look at a situation, you look at, I mean, you've analyzed that situation. You look at it from every angle, except from God's angle, and you come to a conclusion. Ah, uh -uh, no, this is not a place to invest. This place, nah, nothing good can come out of Nazareth. Who, who, how, do you, how do you give birth to a king? All right, in the manger, how do you give birth to a king in Bethlehem? No king is ever born in Bethlehem. You see, when you look at things, when we allow that natural human concept of evaluation, all right, you, 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 you allow how you've been fed from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, all right, to define your decisions, all right, to define how you act, to define how you move, to define how you invest. You allow that. You are, listen, listen to this. The world, the, the world we live in, the days we live in are no longer predictable. The only way we can advance in the days, in, the, in these seasons of the end, is when we live via amen, a life that is birthed in the spirit and sustained by the spirit. 
and that has that has to mean that we have to become more prophetic we have to become more prophetic now what does it mean to be more prophetic it means to be elevated amen into the conscious realm into the conscious reality into the sphere where god lives so that we can see things amen from god's perspective that is just basically what it means to be prophetic amen? it's not just about you know prophesying it means to come to a point where we can you see the first the first key to to the prophetic not generally not necessarily to the prophet but the first key to the prophetic is that your sight is corrected and i'm going to be sharing a little bit on that is that the correct how you see things the correct how you hear amen the, the correct amen how you eat how you taste things when you taste things you know amen you can taste the thing not just with your natural biological taste board but you can taste them with your spiritual taste board you understand or else you're gonna conclude no 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 i don't want this they say eat the scroll <laughs> they say eat the scroll that's what they said to ezekiel eat the scroll and they told him they said it's gonna be bitter in your mouth <laughs> what do you do Can, you know naturally what do you do to something that is bitter you spit it out no 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 no. you spit the thing it's bitter if it's bitter you want to enjoy the food but they say this food is not something that you're going to enjoy in your mouth but when you swallow it it's going to be sweet down here <laughs> you see so so we have to there has to be a complete reorientation of our entire life our entire spiritual structure has to change if we're going to journey with god if we're going to press into him at this season where we we are called to engage and engage with sight with understanding with clarity then we'll have to do things in in God's way. You cannot afford let me repeat again. You cannot afford to do things, amen, via, amen, your natural, humanistic, conscious, you know, attitude or belief. If you do that, you're going to make a mistake. You're going to make bad decisions. You're going to make the same decision, amen, uh, uh, and fall into the same problem that Lot fell into. You see, I was sharing earlier, you can walk in the things of the spirit. You can be in an, in, in an environment that is spiritual. In fact, you, you, can, you can be exhibiting or declaring spiritual things via observation. All right? You've seen it, so you're declaring it. Okay, I've shared this several times. People can see things about the kingdom of God and, 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 and give clear you know, description of what they have seen. But guess what? Their sight is just one direction. You see, if you're going to describe the things of God, you must have what I call, amen, you know, a 4K, like they will say it, you know, in the world system. You've got to have a, a 3D view. You've got to be able to see the entire perspective, the entire scope. Defining the things of the Spirit. Listen to this. Defining and describing the things of the of the Spirit can never be 2D. Because you only have two angles. You see, if you're looking at things from one, from one, from any angle, you only see, amen, the direction to which you're looking at that thing from and the end point. You see, and unfortunately, that's where many of us, amen, have found ourselves. You know, we live our life in that two. 2D, when we're describing scripture, when we're preaching scripture, when we're describing things, when we're talking to people, we always look at people from that, you know, 2D perspective. It's not a complete image. It's not a complete image. If you want to have a, a biblical, holistic concept about the things of the Spirit, you've got to have, you know, you know, a, a, a three-dimensional view. You've got to be able to see the front, the side, and the back. You've got to be able to. That's why it's important that you have that cherubim character of nature. You've got to have that cherubim nature-like, amen, with the, with the four face. They, they can see. They, the Bible says they've got eyes all around, the face of a man, the face of an eagle, the first face of an horse you you have all this clear understanding amen you see 
The things of God has to be tracked by the Spirit. I don't know how to emphasize this. We have to track it by the Spirit. Lest we make bad investments. Isaac was, was in, a, in a state in the land of Gibeah. All right, in the land of the Philistine, you know, the, it, it, was, it, was, it was difficult, all right? There was famine in the land. And, and the scripture said that, you remember in the days of Abraham, where there was famine in the land, Abraham had to move and had to move down to Egypt and things like that. You understand? So it's so natural that we, we, we reflect what we have seen. Our life is almost like a, you know, a reflection, you know, a, a, replica, a replication, amen, of how we grow up. That was Isaac. He wanted to follow the path of his father. When there was famine, the Bible says Abraham went down to Egypt. And I mean, sometimes the Lord will have, have us go down to Egypt. But you see, it has to be because the Lord has spoken. But if the Lord has not spoken to say go down to Egypt and you decide to go to Egypt, listen to this. Based on what you see in the natural, based on the circumstance, if you decide to move into Egypt, you are going to become a captive. You're going to be captured in Egypt. Those people, amen. You see, there are two people who moved into Egypt. The first was a captivity, all right? The children of Israel. The next time we talk about people moving into Egypt is because the Lord told them to go to Egypt. So you don't want to go to captivity. You don't want to be captured by Egypt. And if you want to go into Egypt, amen, you must know that the Lord is the one leading you. So Isaac, amen, I mean, had grown and had developed this consciousness. It's become a part of his life that when there is trouble, you go down to Egypt. <laughs> because there's always grain in Egypt. There's always, you know, food in Egypt. Egypt is where we go to plunder. There's money in Egypt. But guess what? Sometimes the Lord might not be leading you to Egypt. So the Bible said that there was famine in the land and Isaac decided he was going to go. <laughs> he was going to leave the place. And the Lord said, don't leave the land. There was famine in the land. There was famine in the land. I mean, people were dying of starvation. And the Lord said, don't. In fact, the Lord said, I want you to sow in that land, in that barren land, in that barren height, in that situation that looks deadly and dire, in that situation that looks... <laughs> Nothing is going to work out of this. God says so there. You see, the word of the Lord creates a future for us. When we are able to live via, amen, the word of God, we, we, we live within the scope of his provision. All right? So the Bible says the Lord said so in the land. And the Bible says, and Isaac reaped a hundredfold in that same barren land. He reaped hundredfold. There was bounty. There was abundance. God released rain upon. You see, when we live our life there, amen, the, the, the elevated reality, the conscious reality of the voice of God, we always, we always find ourselves in that position, amen, of, of, of favor, amen, of, of victory, if you will, amen, of, 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 of dominion, if you will, amen, of, of a conqueror. But if we live our life based on the values, amen, the decisions men. Men are going to be making all kinds of decisions. I mean, today is already 30th, all right? Two days time, they're about to we'll be celebrating New Year. And people are already making all kinds of decisions. What is informing the decisions that you're going to be making? And I'm not just talking about New Year resolution. I'm talking about decisions you're going to be making, choices you're going to be making in the New Year. What, what will be informing? Amen. That decision. You see, you can you can only be informed by two by two by two voices, by two realms. Amen. By two sources. It's either from the tree of life or from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Those are the two trees men are eating from. Whatever you see out there in the world today, whatever you see taking place within the church today, whatever you see being that is panning out in government all across the world. Listen to this: is is either source from the tree of life or from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Listen to this. Many things that, like I shared earlier, many things that, that is coming out of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil are very good things. 
They sound, they sound sensible. They sound reasonable. Have you heard people say be reasonable? When it comes to the things of God, you cannot allow your reason. You see, reason is good if it's transformed. Reason is good, amen, if it's reformed. Reason is good, amen, if it has been restored. That's why the days we live in are days of the restoration of the soul. The, restor the restoration of the soul means that everything that defines, amen, your fac the faculty, amen, of your reason, of your intelligence, of your intellectual, amen, of your, of your emotion, of your feeling, amen, that soul realm, amen, is being restored now. These are days. These are the days of the restoration of the soul. You restore my soul. But the concept of the restoration of your soul, amen, must become known to you. Amen. Must become clear to you. Must become visible to you. You must walk in what I call the elevated reality, amen, of what God is doing within your soul. So that when God begins to demand and begins to say, no, you can't do things that way, you won't fight and say he's the devil. No, it's God, amen, trying to redeem your soul. He redeemed my soul. Now, if God is going to redeem your soul, you have to, first of all, learn to love God and you have to learn to trust him. You cannot love and trust. Excuse me. You cannot come in, come, come, you know, walk in, in, in a relationship that you don't trust. This is the problem with many of us in the church. We want God. We believe God can do great things, but we're not ready to entrust our life. We're not ready to yield our body, our soul. We're not yet ready to yield amen, our emotion to him. And so we, 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 we get hooked to what we are conscious of. We get, we get captured by you know, what we have been used to, the way we've been trained. You see, that's one thing about human life. Thank you, sir. <laughs> that's that, that's one thing about the human life. When 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 you when you when you get used to a particular way of a thing, it becomes part of your life. If something better comes, it's difficult to to reject that which you have become used to, to accept this new thing. You see, but change is constant when it comes to our movement with God. Change is constant when it comes to our movement with God. So you never get too used to, amen, what worked yesterday because God is bringing us into something better, amen. The things of God are better every day. The things of God are new every day. Amen. God is bringing us into newness. He says, see, I'm doing a new thing for us to step into newness we have to live amen in that state of consciousness amen of rejecting of neglecting even that which worked yesterday it was good for yesterday but guess what in this day in this new day there is something new the father is presenting to us that will take us further that will bring us closer that will take us higher hallelujah into him and that's where we have to develop what i call you know an elevated consciousness we have to be conscious of the things of god when, when we refuse, or, or rather when we stop becoming conscious of the things of God, when we stop becoming conscious of the things of God, we become monuments. There are great things God did in our life that has become monuments. There are great seasons in our life that God spoke, that God brought powerful things into our life, that God healed us, that God performed miracles, that God did all kinds of mighty things, that we have built all kinds of you know, walls around, and those things today have become more like a shrine that we bow to because that was where God spoke to us, because that was, that was where God healed us, because they can be good memorials in our mind, but they must not limit or stop us from the new things God is bringing us into because God is doing something new every day God is bringing us into new new realities there are new dimensions there are new realities there are new experience in God but if we are not walking in the consciousness of that which we don't know of that which the spirit of God wants to bring us into we will be bound by the past 
just looking for my towel. We'll be bound by our past. So there has to be a sense of redefining who we are in God. Daily. Daily, the Bible says he renew our strength like an eagle. He daily renew our strength. But guess what? If you're not conscious that your strength requires to be renewed, but you're just, you're just going. You're just going. <laughs> like, a, like, you know, like one on a treadmill. You're just going. You become like, you know, you become like Samson, whose vision has been plugged, all right? And who has been plunged into a day, amen, of hard labor. We have to begin to understand the, the speakings of God and the demand of God. This is a day of elevated consciousness. This is not a new age teaching. The new age, you know, have I jacked all the values? Have you noticed that the new age, the LGBT, they call them, you know, the gay. They've, they've, they hijack the rainbow. They hijack the colors of God. They hijack all the things that speaks about, you know, our work, our movement. They hijack it and turn it to their own thing. No, it's time to reclaim those things. We've got to be elevated in our consciousness because this is a terminology you hear them use. I've heard a lot of, you know, new age people use this concept, this idea. But this is an idea that has been there. God gave us this idea. Adam, where are you? That, that, that is the beginning of elevated consciousness. Adam amen, lost the consciousness of God in his life to the point that when God came calling him, he went to hide. He went to hide. He went to hide. Instead of him, amen, bringing himself and saying, Lord, this is my visibility. I, I discover I've done something wrong and I need your assistance. Please help me here. The Bible says he went to hide. Amen. He became conscious of himself. The Bible says they, when they ate the fruit, they became conscious of themselves. You see, that's what happens when you eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. You become more conscious of self, amen, and less conscious of God. In fact, you don't want God around. That's why, amen, you hear sometimes, you, you, don't, want, you, don't, want, you don't want to hear the things of God. You don't want to pray. They say, come, let's pray. Uh -huh. Have you noticed people when they say, come, let's pray, they, they start getting, you know, agitated. No, no, no. Why are you, why are you being spiritual? You're, you're too spiritual. <laughs> Have you heard people say things like, you're too spiritual? This is not the time to be spiritual. You know why? Because they're feeding from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil they don't understand they have not come into the consciousness that was sustained their breath hallelujah is their state of spirituality this is not the place to pray you see a person who is tracking with god in the spirit understand that there is no that, that there's nothing like being embarrassed when it comes to the things of god and there is no point there is no place guess what look at what is happening today in america they're praying for the American president because suddenly the Americans are waking up and say, wait a minute, we're, we're in a war here. <laughs> there is war here. Jezebel wants to topple the government. They want to take the government. Listen to this. For all I care, you can hate Donald Trump. Amen. I also do not endorse everything that he does, but guess what? I know he's a chosen man. And because he's chosen, and guess what? To be chosen by God does not mean that he's perfect. Have you noticed that when it comes to certain dimension, that's why you see it's important we understand the things of God in context. When it deals with society, when it deals with, when it comes to dealing with government, politics, you see, that's, that's almost like something that the world amen, has, has held onto for, you know, for, for centuries. So God, God is taking a progressive engagement in transforming human government. In other words, if you think you're ever going to have a tongue-talking believer, you know, spirit, Holy Ghost, fire believer, everything is just godly. 
to be there, amen, in controlling, you know, the, the seat of government. Sorry, you may just be Alice in the Wonderland. Because in fact, that is not how God's government, amen. Because remember, Jesus came to this world and the disciples were expecting that Jesus was going to what? Topple the Roman government, amen, and take over and establish himself as the king. You see, that is still that consciousness of how we, th how we think God is going to move, how we think God is. And a lot of people today, they are judging Donald Trump. You see, I don't want to go into all that. They're judging Donald Trump because they're looking at his, his morality. Uh, well, this man speaks bad of Africa. He called Africa, you know, shit. He called, listen to this. That is your own sentiment, Jehu that God used, amen, to bring down amen, uh, 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 Jezebel, guess what? He, the, the guy was a maniac. They call him a maniac. This guy writes, he writes a chariot like a maniac. That's, what, that's how they describe Jehu. So we've got to understand how God moved within the affairs, the affairs of men. So the fact that amen, Donald Trump, listen to this, if you ask me to, to weigh D Donald Trump on the scale of, of moral values when it comes to the things of God, I will give him two. Two over ten. Does that mean that God is not using him? God is using him. Because tell me, who is that righteous person that you're going to put in, in, in America, in, 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 the, in the presidency of America? All right? That will suddenly change America. Because everybody is looking for some utopia. <laughs> you know, that's the idea many, of, many people have in their mind when we say king, the kingdom of God. We're, we're, we're dreaming of some utopia. No. He said, rule thou in the midst of thy enemy. Listen to this. Our engagement with the things of God, our personal engagement with the things of God, our individual walk with God, how God engages nations, amen, are based on his own justice system and righteousness. If there are anything that Donald Trump has done, amen, that, that negates the, 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 the program and the assignment of God for, for, you know, for, for America, he will have to answer to God. That God called him to use him, amen, to topple, amen, you know, a, a globalist, you know, antichrist system that wants to plunge the world, amen, into, 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 into one global village where they can control and rule everybody, amen. I, I believe God is using Donald Trump to destroy that. And I don't know for how long God is going to use him. I don't know. But I know one thing, amen, that this, this impeachment amen, is a sham. It's not going to work because that is not the way God does his thing. I mean, this man was not even given his right, his place in the court to challenge them. They quickly passed the, the sentence. They said, okay, you, you are impeached. And I see a lot of Christians say, yes, he must be impeached. He must be impeached. And I see some Christians say, no. You see, the body of Christ today is divided. There is holy war in the house of God. There is civil war. People are confused. They don't, you know why people are confused? Because they have not been taught. Because they are not tracking with God. They don't understand the ways of God. So you find too extreme. No, this guy is not a Christian. So why should Christians support him? You see that side. Then you see the other side. They say, no, 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 no. He's a Christian. We'll co cover him. We'll support him. God is taking his glory. We like it or not. All of these are part of the awakening of the church. All right? We will all fight. We will all come. I mean, there are people who have even stopped following me because I've made certain statements. Who have, you know, because you said certain people. I mean, you, you, you look at somebody like Kaya West now because you put him where he's supposed to be based on the biblical principle. Based on the biblical principle. Some people get angry with you. They stop following you. No. Listen to this. These are all part of the things that the Lord must allow to happen within the body of Christ to open us up to ourselves for us to see our, our flaws, our weakness, our blindness. Amen. 
And if God have mercy on us, we'll begin to adjust and correct. Listen to this. If a third party can make you, you know, stop loving your brother because of the, the, the position of the, the spiritual position that person holds. All right. If that person can stop you from, you know, continuing your relationship, the relationship you have with that person and somebody else can, because of what this person says, that, that person can stop you. It means that you're spiritually shallow. It means you're blind. You understand? It means you do not have, you don't have a, I mean, these are the kind of people that will sell their brother, amen, in the day where they say nobody will be able to buy or sell except you take the mark. I'm telling you, these people, God is showing us, amen, he's giving us a first-hand experience, amen, of how we will be compromised. You see, if the Antichrist ever venture out today and say, okay, this is it. If you want to go the way of God, sorry, you will not be able to buy and sell except you take the mark. I'm telling you, we have people today, people that I know in the church, in the body of Christ, all right, that will compromise to have that mark. In fact, many people already have the mark because the mark is not some physical 666 we're going to have on our forehead, on our right hand, all right? Listen to this. It's a mindset, they will take your authority and give you a different mindset. We're already seeing it in the body of Christ. Today we're having churches in America all right, who are using Beyonce, you understand, to advance. In fact, I don't call them a church because these are Catholic. They're using Beyonce song to advance their purpose because they want people. Yes, because it's all about number because number translates to money. That's why if you don't know how to deal with the issue of number, you don't know how to deal with the issue of money, you will take the mark. It's called elevated consciousness. When you are elevated, amen, in your mindset, guess what? And you've been trained and you eat from this kind of food that I'm giving to you. You will say, go ahead, make my day. Amen. I'm already with God. So death is nothing to me. If you want to take my life, go ahead, take my life. Because I know to be with God is even better. You're not going to compromise your stand. We, this is the time we need to begin to engage in that discussion because people are already compromising. When you look at the shallowness in the body of Christ, when you look at how weak, how, how weak people are when it comes to the issue of relationship, that you cannot, you cannot track with somebody, amen. You cannot track with, with your brother for three years. You must find something, amen, that, that, that would derail you. Amen. Is somebody tracking with God? Say, let's do kingdom. You say, no, let's just talk kingdom. Let's not do kingdom. You see, doing kingdom and talking kingdom are two different things. When you live life via the values and principles of the kingdom, listen to this. It's not going to go all rosy. You won't have the money to go buy that limousine or that aircraft because kingdom will make you look at where there is poverty. And you say, why would I go buy an aircraft while there is poverty here? As long as there are still people sleeping on the street, as long as there, is, there are still people around being bomb here and there and they have no shelter all right i will continue to assist them that's kingdom it is not kingdom to to to, to flaunt your wealth to to show that you have arrived that's not kingdom because there's no place in the scripture that god shows us that the the definition of of, of prosperity is how we flaunt amen our wealth amen the numbers of how many chariots did jesus buy how many horses did Jesus have? Come on. Let's, let's, let's not find another way to, you know, to talk around this. Jesus rode on a donkey, not even on a horse. A donkey is a reflection of humility. 
Let's so so let's 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 get our priorities right. Let's 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 not allow the enemy to lie to us and deceive us. If we want to walk in the things of God, listen to this. If you're going to carry, if you're going to carry the power of the age to come, if you're going to step into a day where, amen, they will give you, listen to this, where they will give you nations to rule. I hope you understand that some of us, some of us today might not be in some physical platform where, you know, we're commanding thousands and, and hundreds. I mean, the largest church in the world, maybe give them at most two million followers. Or let, let's even take it further. Let's say, let's say 10 million followers. That's the largest church. You still cannot compare that to the people that God will be giving nations to rule in his millennial reign. Talk to me. We will rule the nations. Isaiah, here are five nations for you. Enter. Rule. Saints who are committed and faithful Faithful to, to following the Lamb, doing His bidding. Listen to this. In this last day, I've been prepared to be kings who will rule in the millennial reign of Christ. Choose. You want to rule now or you want to rule then? The Bible says you've already received your reward because your, your, your right hand already know what your left or your left hand has already know what your right hand has given. Yes, you give the whole world. I've heard of what the Bible says you've received your reward. There are people today, listen to this, they're not waiting for the reward of heaven. They're not waiting for, amen, the coming of Christ. No, they want it now. Yes, they are son in their house, but they are babies. They are prodigals. That's what the Bible called them. They are prodigal sons. Yes, we can talk about the kingdom, my brother. Or we can do the kingdom. We're not supposed to talk about it. We're supposed to reflect it. He said, by this shall men know that you are my disciple. Not when you talk about it, but when you practice. Love must be practiced. Jesus practices love. Amen. By living his throne, by living his, 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 his realm and position of godliness. And came to the sinful world to die for us. That is still relevant, a message that we need to preach. There is no love greater than this. The Bible said there is no love greater than this. We're talking about elevated consciousness. You see, when we become more understanding, when we become more understanding in the ways of God, it changes, it changes our life. Your life, listen to this, you cannot be partaking of, of, the, of the things of the spirit and you are reflecting, amen, the nature, the character, amen, of one that is eating from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. You know, you cannot. It's not possible. You cannot, amen, be drinking the, 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 the wine of the spirit. You cannot be eating from the table of God. You cannot be feasting, amen, in kingdom meal, amen, and your character, your values, your preference, amen, is reflecting the same of the person that is eating from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. No, something is wrong. That, 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 is, that is compromise somewhere. So I'm done listening to people who talk the talk. I am done listening to those who just talk the talk. I want you, I want to see the act. I want to see your, 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 your values, your character reflect kingdom. And listen to this. Kingdom means first Christ is established. Amen. You can't talk the kingdom of God without, in fact, you cannot act act the kingdom without Christ fully taking his place in your life until 
Christ is, is, is resident until Christ takes his place. Amen. Until Christ takes his throne. Amen. In our heart, we cannot exhibit the qualities of the kingdom. It's not possible. It's not possible. I'm dealing with a concept that I, I call, amen, elevated consciousness. You see, our consciousness has to be elevated to that of Christ, to that of his kingdom. Because, listen to this, no matter how we, we talk about the things of God, no matter how we preach about the things of God, no matter how we try to, you know, even reflect the things of God, if our consciousness has not been elevated to that of God, to that of the realm we came from, that realm of the second man, the last Adam, the man of heaven, the spiritual man, who understands, who knows the deep things of God, if we have not come into that understanding, I tell you, we will be compromised. And we will also compromise other people and compromise the activity, the prophetic activities of God for our day. Are we prepared for this? Is somebody preparing us for this? Spiritual, spiritual elevated consciousness is a place where we become aware of spiritual things. All right, The place of elevated consciousness is a place where we become spiritually aware of all things. In other words, elevated consciousness is the place and point where we truly see things the way the Father intends. Where we truly see people Amen. The way the Father will have us see them. When we truly see situations, circumstances, the way the Father... Do you know there's a way the Father wants us to look at everything? Including our relationship, including our children, including the people that are very close to us. You know, most times the people that are very close to us, very close to us, like our wife, our husband, our children, our colleagues, our, you know, co-workers, you know, church members, we hardly, we hardly have insight into their into their life have you noticed that people who are who seem to be a bit far off are the ones who can easily see into our spiritual state you know why because they don't have that fam familiarity you know a uh, uh, barrier you know they say familiarity yeah breeds contempt yes when you get too close when you become too close to a person to a person to a man or to a person or even to your own wife to the point that you no longer have the ability to see into God's intention for their life, you take them for granted. And this is the problem in the church. We are too close to each other, carnally, to the point that we no longer see what God is saying, what God is showing us. You see, that's why, as a pastor, while it's important that you get very close to your members, but you must also amen, keep that distance in the spirit so that you can always track them. You always know where they are. You know what is going on in their life. Yes, yes. It's important, all right. Getting close to people, you can get too close. You can get very close to people, and 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 your and your sense of spirituality start dying. Regarding that people, you may have sight in other area, but regarding that person, you're losing sight because because you've allowed the enemy, amen, to you know to to neutralize your sense of 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 you know. Of discernment, your sense of, of sensitivity when it comes to those people. You see, even regarding my children, ah, I'm very sighted. I'm very sighted about them. 
I don't let my position as a father hinder, amen, their, their, their position as vessels of God. <laughs> you, see, you can allow your position as a father to, to override, to overshadow what God is doing in the life of your children, what God is doing in the life of your wife. And most of them, this is what happened between, you know, husband and wife where there is quarrel. You know, sometimes you've got to track your wife by the spirit, track your husband by the spirit, all right? And you see, all right, maybe God is saying, I need to just, you know, stay away a bit you know don't don't cloud the person don't cloud the person we do that we cloud our, ourselves to the point we no longer see the, the dealings of god the programs of god in the life of that person so we we've got to be able to walk in that elevated understanding amen it's called the ascended life amen yes we talked about job amen excuse me not job now uh, uh, jacob jacob was was taken in the spirit and he saw the ladder amen where angels were ascending and descending upon the son of man amen it was a continual thing. They were descending and ascending and descending, amen, in that barren land, in that barren height, where in the natural, when you look at that point, that place in the natural, is all desert. But in the spirit, something is happening. Something is taking place. Hallelujah. There's a connection. Amen. There's an exchanging. Amen. Of data. There's an exchanging of information. Hallelujah. E execution of, of, of the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Is taking place. But in the natural, all you see is just a desert. All you see is just a barren height. All you see is just a, a transit route. But heaven is positioned there. Jacob, when he woke up, he said, I did not know that this is the house of God and the gate of heaven. God has a gate over every life. God has a gate over every life. Yes. Familiarity breeds contempt. When we become too familiar with the things of God. Reverend Roy, we, 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 we step into the state where we, we, we live in that, you know, position where we disdain, we dislike, amen, and we compromise the, the dealings of God in the life of people. That's why before you ever talk to people, before you ever interact with people, understand why God, amen, has brought those people into your life or brought those people into your space or why you are in their life. You've got to understand that, including including your own wife your children understand that don't say i'm the father don't say oh i'm the I, you know i'm the wife I, well I, no 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 you don't know except they open your eyes to see you don't know you're blind until they open your eyes to see i say we are blind until they show us elevated consciousness it's called sight. <laughs> As another another terminology for sight, prophetic sight. Your your you see your consciousness is part of your work. It's part of your life. You're conscious. You're conscious of your environment. Sometimes you know you can see I change I change my you know my broadcasting. I'm still using the same office. I just moved from the the other side I was using. I came to this point because I just felt I need to change. Sometimes we just we just need to engage in deliberate change. All right. Sometimes just a move, a move of things, a move, a movement of your table, you know, your your books, you know, you, you know, your clothing. Sometimes you just, you know, just do carry out certain activity. That itself can impact things in the spirit realm. Don't get too familiar with things, with people, with place. You've got to. When, when you live in a place for too long, you've got to pray, God, open my eyes of understanding. Don't let me get too used to where I am to the point that I can no longer see and hear what you're saying and what you're doing. Because that happens. 
When you when you live in a place like I mean, some people grow in a certain place. Pastors, they, they be look at pastors. They've been pastoring their church for 10, 20 years, pastoring the same church. <laughs> there is no way you will not do, you will not allow the spirit of contempt to be breathed in your house, except you are you are a prophetic person. You move, and I'm saying, I'm not saying leave the church. I'm saying, but you've got to give yourself a break. You've got to come to that elevation, whatever that elevation, elevated realm in the spirit. Sometimes it can mean to just, you know, take, you know, three months away from the church. Yes, do it. Sometimes it could even mean six months. Go assist other churches. Bring another pastor to, 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 to take over your church, you know, and, and, you know, get familiar with your people. Bring another gift. You see, if we're going to perfect the church, and we're kind of coming into the day of the ecclesia. These are some of the principles, all right, we've got to bring in. Leave that church. Go somewhere else, all right? Go help somebody else. The church will not die because you're not there, because the church does not belong to you. Amen. The church belongs to God. Give the people a breathing space. Don't choke them with the message every day. Leave them. Sometimes the people are tired of seeing your face. Sometimes just going away for two weeks, three weeks. I'm telling you, when you come back, wow, they will so miss you that the food you give to them, they will appreciate it. But when you see every day, you, they're hearing you, you know, no, no. There was a period they came to Jesus. They said, oh, the people are waiting for you. <laughs> and they, we've been waiting. Jesus said, sorry, uh -uh, I'm going to the other side. For those people also, I, I was sent. I came prophetic sight we need it in dealing with life in dealing with ourselves our world sometimes you have to go go out of where you you know where you stay take you know take a trip if you can't take a trip you understand move around pray god open my eyes to see the things because you see the more you get used to a place the more the more you stay in a particular place the more you stay with certain people the more amen you you the tendency for you to become you know a, a, a carnal for you to lose your sight for you for your sight to grow dim the more the tendency is there so you have to just shift away move away See, sometimes where um, I just, I mean, I live in a very beautiful environment in terms of, you know, nature. So sometimes I just take a walk. I go on the mountain and I just look at the, you know, the whole house, the estate from the mountain and try to pick the heart of God. God, what are you saying? What are you doing? You know, you need to do that. If you're that kind of somebody who always ride, ride, you know, you're always on the car, leave the car, take a walk. Take a walk. Take a walk and be conscious of what you're doing. God, I, I just need to hear your heart for where I am, for where we are, for this state, for this stage. Open my eyes to the people that are around me. I know I know my neighbors. I know this person. I know I, you know them, but you don't know them because people change People change. And sometimes we don't know that people have changed. And we're still trying to relate with them the way we know them. You know, 10 years ago, 5 years ago. You know, I was sharing some time ago. There were people who connected with me. You know, I think it was early this year. You know, that I used to know back in the days. Well, you know, we were growing together in the church. This was almost, you know, 30 years ago. 30 years ago, if I'm not mistaken. So some of them just connected to me or Facebook has brought everybody together and they still want to relate with you from that same point. They know, they know, they know you, you know, 30 years ago. And I'm like, hey, guy, no, you don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. 
You don't want to do that. You know, some of them, in fact, are to just unfriend them, you know, because they, they, they have not changed. How, how, can you, how can you walk with God? You know, 28, 30 years, 25 years, and, and you have not changed. I'm not hearing something new. I'm not seeing something new. It's still the same old thing that you are repackaging, you're echoing. Oh, no, 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 no. We've moved with God. <laughs> We've entered seasons upon seasons, and, 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 and they wonder, why can't I relate with this? Why is the brother not relating with me? Sorry, you, you cannot track me from how you used to know me back then. I may look the same, but guess what? My spiritual structure, amen, has changed. They've poured wine, amen. This, 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 this vessel, amen, has been changed, amen. This wine skin has been transformed, amen. For 30 years, they've, they've, they've poured wine. They've poured all kinds of structure into this. I mean, even those who know me three years ago in the times of the prophetic cannot dare to say, amen, they know me today because I'm not that same person. And so should, should you, amen, not be trapped if you're, if you're walking with God. People should not meet you where you are 10 years ago, 5 years ago. Something in your life ought to have advanced. There should have been, amen, migrations in your life. You should be able to write, amen, a story, a memoir of your life, where you have come from, where you're coming from, and even where you're going in the things of God. That's why we say that next year is going to be a time for us where we're going to do a lot of training, a lot of teaching, a lot of, you know, ministry training because we want to impact people. I discover that people, some people have not really moved on with God. You know why? Because they're not engaging with God in their consciousness. They, 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 they're just packaging and repackaging, you know, the, the, the Christian message. You know, they're just repackaging it. You understand? They, they're, they're recycling. No, no, no. You've got to break the old and press in come into the new is called elevated consciousness you are you are you are conscious of the elevations taking place of the ascendance amen of the movement of god of the ladders of god amen of of the angels amen when when whenever an angel amen comes into your space they leave a message that changes you while that angel is going, another one is coming. You see, so you, you have to be, amen, on, 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 on a fast track, amen. You have to be on a fast lane when it comes to the things of God, particularly in the days that we live in. God are the days where uh, he, 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 the, the, the angel takes God knows how many years, you know, like that man at the, at the pool. <laughs> the angel always come at, you know, at a particular season. Guess what? People remain in the same, but the angels that were ascending upon the days of Jacob's ladder, I mean, the Bible says angels were ascending and descending. And later on, we saw that in John 1, amen, that that is a typology of the ministry of Christ. <laughs> when J Jesus finally spoke to Nathaniel, he said, I saw you while you were sitting at, under the sycamore tree. Nathaniel said, oh, you must be the Lord. And, uh, Jesus said, you don't understand. Wait until you see angels ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. Unfortunately, Nathaniel never saw that. Because that was the only first and the last time we heard of Nathaniel in the scripture. Come on, don't be a movement. Don't excuse me, don't be a monument. Be a movement with God. You never find a place again in the Bible where you, where you hear of Nathaniel. Except for that place. He was the first man to track. He was the first man to track, amen, that Christ is the son of God. But that was the last time we heard of Nathaniel. There has to be something new happening in your life. Amen. Because there is something new happening within you 
that must transform. Bible says the more we behold him, amen, in the mirror of his word, we have been transformed. <clears throat> we have been transformed. To be transformed, there has to be mobility. You know, the word trans means move. There's no transformation without movement. There's no transformation without movement. It's called trans, to transform. Form. Form means to shape. So the formation is in the movement. Hallelujah. The movement is in the formation. You cannot, amen, you cannot remain stagnant in your mindset, in your thought pattern, amen, in your belief system, in your value system, and think you're changing. You're not changing. You're only lying to yourself or somebody else is lying to you. If you're going to change, you have to move. If you're going to change, you have to move. You have to move. And the movement starts from here. The movement starts from here. The movement starts from here. The movement starts from what we see. The movement might not necessarily be physical. But it must be mental. It must be emotional. It must be spiritual. Amen. And sometimes the movement might just be physical. I have heard of certain people that their breakthrough, in fact, I'm going to read a scripture, that their breakthrough actually began. And this one, amen, this is the final point when the Bible talks about true transformation, that sometimes God will ask you to leave where you are. Leave your father's house, Abraham. What I want to do in your life, amen, is powerful to the point that I'm not going to do it where you're located. So leave this point. This journey began with your father, but he did not move. But you're going to carry on from where your father left it. So leave your father's house to a land that I will show you. In there, I will bless you. And you're going to be a blessing to the nations. Come on. That God, amen, unfold his, his, his design, his program in our life through movements. Through movements. That's why we don't make movement monuments. When you make a movement a monument, you die there. You become a pillar of salt. You die there. Go ask Lord's wife. You understand, friends? We have to keep moving. We move, amen, as we continually engage the principles of God's word. You move when the word of God becomes alive, when the word of God comes alive. Every time the word of God comes alive in your, in your heart through prayer, guess what? You shift. There's always a shift. There's always a shift. Have you noticed that when, when, when the Bible says when Elizabeth came to the house, amen, of Mary. Was it Mary that came to the house of Elizabeth? Yes. It was Mary that went to visit, you know, Elizabeth. You understand? The Bible says when, 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 when Mary, hallelujah, when Elizabeth, you know, greeted Mary, the Bible says the child, the child in her womb leaped for joy. Guess what? John had been tracking Jesus before he was born. Before John and Jesus, amen, was born physically, they've been tracking only for this man at the last point of his ministry made that foolish decision. Go ask him if he's the one to come. That's what the devil can do in our life. If we're not moving with God. You see, you can get to a point where you become familiar with the things of God. You see, I told you. John be became familiar. This is my cousin. He's the Messiah. He's God. I mean, he's supposed to come assist me, get me out of this place. Guess what? When you try to track the things of God by your carnal mind, or you try to interpret the activities of God by your carnal mind, you're going to get yourself burned out. You're going to get yourself disappointed. John, yes, the voice of one. John, the prophet. John, the greater than all prophets. Almost made a mistake. 
And that's there. They put that thing there for us to learn so that we don't make that mistake. Henceforth, know no man after the flesh. I keep saying it. Those who try to know me in the flesh, who try to track me in the flesh, who try to judge me by their own view and perspective. You see, you want to know Isaiah, you've got to go ask the Lord. Even me, I, if I describe who Isaiah is to you today, I'm only describe what I know now of me, myself. Guess what? By tomorrow, by God knows when. Guess what? I'm changed. We're forever changing because we're learning something new every day. We're learning something new every day. We're learning something fresh every day. Every day we're getting to engage. Every day we're becoming better until we become like, like him, Christ. Yes, our ultimate is to become like Christ. So I, I cannot be who I was yesterday. I cannot be who you thought I was, you know, two, three months ago. I'm a change man and I cannot define you by, you know, how I knew you yesterday, two years ago, three years ago. No, I should leave room. To see the change of God in your life. I think that is where we make a lot of mistake. Because somebody did you evil. Two years ago. And you still keep that evil in your heart. So when you meet the person. You challenge that person. Or you relate with that person. With that same mindset. Amen. Of two years ago. You see. That's why I'm saying this is elevated. Elevated consciousness. Because it's so natural. that I mean imagine you did me wrong. You did me wrong three months ago. When I see you again. I will be thinking that. Uh, Wait a minute, lady, mister. Uh, what? You did this. You understand? And, and that will hinder you from tracking. You see, that was, that was, that was Esau and, and Jacob. Jacob, amen, even though he had had this encounter with God, he had had this, you know, move with God, amen. Now he's going back to settle, you know, his problem with his brother. And he's coming back with that same mindset, all right, that, hey, Esau, I know what I did to Esau. I'm in trouble, but I have to, I have to, I have to face Esau. So he's, while he's going, he's sending gift ahead. He's sending gift ahead. He's sending gift ahead. He's sending gift ahead, <laughs> preparing the way, not knowing the Lord has gone ahead of him. When he finally met his brother, the Bible says he bowed down seven times. And that's all Esau needed. That he acknowledges his sin, that he acknowledges his flaws, not his gift. Because listen to this, nobody can take your blessing from you. Nobody. All these crazy pastors preaching, ah, eh, the devil is after your blessing. I, I'm telling you, when God blesses you, no one can take it from you. When God opened the door, there may be a delay, but I tell you, there will never be a denial because what is yours is yours. And guess what? You don't even have to be good for God to bless you because the first thing God proclaimed when he made you, amen, is that man was good. So there is goodness in you. There is blessing upon your life. So that's why you see, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't settle on the message of blessing because if you, if you, if you don't know that you're blessed, that your life is blessed, even though I grew up thinking I'm cursed. I grew up thinking I'm cursed. You see, you can understand where I'm coming from. I, I grew up thinking there must be something wrong with my life. And that was because I was living, amen, in, 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 in the same, you know, quagmire of the society. That if something terrible, something evil happens to you, it's because either you're not good or the devil wants to destroy your life. I didn't understand that God can use evil to train, to transform, to empower you to become the best. 
that God will put you in the fire just to get his glory, gl 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 you know, shining through you. That God can put you in a tight corner just to help you to understand that you can expand. That God can put you in a prison, amen, to show you how your mind can be reformed and not be in prison. I mean, look at Mandela. Many of the books Mandela wrote in the prison. I mean, Mandela came out of prison. He became a global star. Not like that is an icon that I, that, you know, that I celebrate. But that is somebody who used the power of the soul. <laughs> who used the power of the soul to teach the world love. How much more using the power of the spirit? If the gospel, amen, of, you know, of, of the first day that veiled, that veiled men brought glory, how much more? Getting the point that I'm making. If Mandela was still alive today, he would still be the most celebrated icon, global icon. And that's a man who, who tapped into, who tapped into, amen, the latent power of his soul. And everything that he was doing was good because that's what the soul produced. Never you think that what your soul produces are all evil. It is good. But it might not be godly. You understand this? How do I know? <laughs> because not only did Mandela Emma, disown the wife, he denied the wife. The woman you struggle with. How, 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 do you, how do you rectify that? You put an eternal scar in the heart of that woman. And you still became a star in the world system. <laughs> Only the world people would not see that. That there is no crime you claim that woman commit that Mandela did not commit ten times. So let's stop kidding ourselves. Let's stop lying to ourselves. The man is never a saint, but he used the power of the soul to prove to the world that the soul can walk, but might not get things perfected. Because if you look at South Africa today, you will never believe that Mandela once walked this path with the kind of things that is happening. So we have to understand all this principle. We're not called to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil because that thing will allow you to do good things, build me. But you, the power of God will never rest on you to bring out the divine intention of God. To, the intentions of God can only be discovered amen, where we are elevated in the spirit to see the heart of God, to know the mind of God, and to continue amen, to track him in that order. I think I'm going to stop here. And hopefully, I think I'm going to come back by 10 o'clock. I, I just sense I'm not done yet. There's still so much in me that I want to release. Elevated consciousness. That's what we're dealing with. So I'm going to stop here. All right. And hopefully between 10 and 11, I'm going to come back. So you want to track with me. I'll let you know before, before I, I come on air. All right. That I'll, 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 be, I'll be broadcasting. Thank you so much, everyone. Thank you so much, Reverend Roy. I really appreciate the fact that you're able to connect with me this morning. Really, thank you. Thank you so very much. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Sister Miriam. Really appreciate it. It's always an honor to find you connect. Amen. Believe, believe the Lord is doing something in your life and our life. Thank you so much. Thank you. 
Amen. Naturam, thank you so much, my dear brother. I appreciate it. Amen. Thank you for connecting. Amen. And pa Pastor Wale, thank you, sir. Thank you once again for connecting this morning. Appreciate it. Family September, thank you so very much for connecting. And my dear Prophet Shane, thank you for connecting. Really appreciate you guys. I'm going to be back. You can see I am perspiring. I'm sweating. <laughs> <laughs> I think I need a break, all right? And just need to get uh, to do one or two things. Then I'm going to be back between 10 and 11, thereabout. I'm going to be back between 10 and 11. Because I, I still feel there's so much that I need to, I want to release before, you know, uh, uh, you know, we finish this message. So please, if you can connect with me, please try to do that, all right? And if you want others to, to, to listen, please do that, all right? And uh, I'm sure before then, the audio of this material will be ready, so you can also download it. Thank you so very much, everyone. Really appreciate it. Uh, see you between 11. Bye-bye.